For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. It is the second hour of the program here on Thursday. And coming up, as I mentioned, in the next hour, we'll be joined at 8.05 by Beth McDermott of the Buzzards Bay Coalition to talk about the 30th anniversary of the Buzzards Bay Swim and how you can get involved in that. And then at 8.35, we'll be joined by Carla Cook, the youngest daughter of the legendary singer Sam Cook, to talk about her father's legacy and the special show she's doing on Cape Cod July 1st, sharing the music of her father. So that'll be coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Until then, it's all about you. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Well, uh, I was watching a congressional hearing on immigration and border security. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is what was mentioned there. Uh, massive amounts of children are crossing uh, the southwest border uh, without their parents. And many are being processed through HHS, uh, Health and Human Services. And they're pairing them with sponsors. With, and these sponsors that are coming forward, there's little or no background check on who's picking up these, these children. Uh, very little venting is being done. And that uh, uh, DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, is using a lot of the funds uh, to uh, NGOs, non-government organizations, uh, to, uh, to take care of these uh, individuals uh, while they're here. Plus uh, FEMA. FEMA also, a lot of the funds are being used, uh, supposed to be used uh, for uh, natural disasters, are being used to provide... Uh, all kinds of social programs and housing and transportation costs uh, all over America. And uh, also provides uh, cell phones and uh, Internet service. Uh, in New York City, they anticipate uh, next year spending $4 billion uh, to take care of illegal aliens for housing, social programs, and also to have them in public schools. And uh, the other thing is, with these children that are coming over, their sponsors that are supposed to be properly vented, which they're not, filling out these applications, they're lying about their age. So they go into the workforce, and uh, a Hyundai has a manufacturing plant in Alabama. Uh, they were caught having underage uh, individuals working at their uh, Alabama facility, plus Amazon and Walmart warehouses, too. 
who got caught for having these uh, uh, these children uh, in, also uh, working underage. So this is a, a big problem that we have in our nation. Laws on the books, and but they're not being enforced. So you said that the the sponsors aren't being vetted. Are they individuals that are trying to sponsor them, or are they uh, the are they organizations? Uh, it could be anybody that would come forward uh, that claims to be a family member uh, or someone that knows the family. Uh, okay, so so it, so it is it's individual people that are offering individual or individuals. So it it could be anybody, and they claim to be the family members or uh, friends of the family, and there's. What's very troubling is there's little or very little or no background checks being performed on these uh, uh, these these children that are being that are coming over without par- without their parents, and uh, you know that's what this is what's leading to a lot of the human tra- trafficking that's going on, uh, and we got a crisis on our hands, but nobody wants to, to take uh, those that we elect into office. Uh, most of them uh, say we don't have a problem, and they turn uh, their cheek the, the other way. Like the mayor said uh, when I had asked him about how much it's costing the city, uh, he says he didn't end- understand the question, that one thing had nothing to do with another. Uh, how much is the city of New Bedford paying for social programs and uh, for these children to be in our public schools? Does he have a figure for that? Uh, I don't know. Did you go to the mayor's office hours last night and ask him at Alianza? No, I didn't go there. He's oh. not gonna. He's not gonna. He didn't answer my question on the phone. Just because he gives me a a, a free dessert, he's gonna answer my question. Well, I mean, it's a little harder not to answer the question when you're face to face, right? Well, I'm just saying uh, he didn't answer my question. He tried to make me feel like I'm a fool. He doesn't understand my question. It was pretty clear, clear English, unless he wants me to talk in French. That might work. I mean, certainly Kate did the news in French, so maybe that'll work next time. Yeah, maybe she can do it again in French. <laughs> She's only got but one she, day now left. Her French is Parisian French or Canadian French? Uh, Parisian French. Okay. Well, but it was an Americanized version of it, of course. Oh, all right. All right, Tim. Thank all you right. once again you have for letting me on. But uh, this is a problem that we need to address on both sides of the aisle. All right. You take care. Have a good day. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. Um, I do want to expand on something that Kate mentioned in the news, but just want to uh, remind everybody and, and give them the information. And the story is up at WBSM.com and on the app. Uh, but uh, this surprise, like I, I was scrolling through Facebook yesterday, you know, as I was finishing up my afternoon, just kind of checking on a final few things, waiting for a few emails to to come in. And I'm just scrolling through Facebook, waiting for these emails to come in. And I happened to see a post from Taunton Mayor Shauna, O'Con- Shauna O'Connell mentioning that her daughter Riley had gone missing from a mental health facility in Ohio. So she had put this out on Facebook that uh, that her daughter had gone missing. Uh, there's now there's a, a missing person poster that was put out. The police have now shared that. And let me give you the details of, of what's going on, but you can read more about it at Kate Story at WBSM.com and see photos of Riley O'Connell. But uh, this is a young woman who has been battling, and this is according to um, the mayor, a long-term battle with mental health issues. So she had gone out to a hospital, to a facility, to a wellness facility in Ohio, 
and had left the facility. She's 18 years old, 130 pounds, about five foot five. And she may be going by the alias Tiffany Rose or Tiffany Silva. And she is without the medication that she needs. Uh, she has long blonde hair with red tips. And she was last seen wearing red shorts, a white tank top and no shoes. So in all the information to contact if you see her is posted at WBSM.com. But this is, a, you know, this is a, a, a scary situation for Mayor O'Connell and her family to have her daughter disappear from this facility knowing that she, she needs to be there to help with these mental health issues and that she doesn't have the medication that she needs. So hopefully anybody that knows anything about this can reach out and, and help bring her home or, or back to the facility safely. And again... You just need to go to WBSM.com or the app. You'll see the story there, and it has all the details, including photos of Riley and the description and the contact number and everything that you need. Um, I would assume that, you know, this is just my guess. If she is trying to make it back to this area, it's going to take her a few days, but keep an eye out anyway. And if you know anybody that knows her, you know, let them know, reach out to them, let them know that uh, folks are worried about her safety and that Mayor O'Connell and her family are just devastated by this. So, and we'll keep you updated if, uh, if we get any more information from the mayor, if anything else comes out, if she is located, we will share all that with you. 508-996-0500. You can also hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, and I'm going to um, going to write something up about this after the show. I'm just waiting. I got to reach out to the police department and get some more information, and I've got to I've got to make sure that it's okay with you know the legal folks here uh, to share these photos because they are photos of apparently minors. But Pope Park, which is the home of the Fairhaven Acushnet Youth Baseball League has been dealing with a number of vandalism issues over the course of the past couple of months. And last night, the Fairhaven Acushnet Youth Baseball League posted some surveillance photos and some photos of the damage that was caused. And they went into the bathroom and they destroyed the bathroom. Not not that way. They ripped down paper towel dispensers. They put paper towels and trash everywhere. And apparently this has been an ongoing thing. And I don't get it. I don't know why these kids are doing this. They're probably kids who either play at those fields or know somebody that does. And this is how they're going to treat that facility. It's just, it, it, it boggles my mind that kids would not appreciate something that they have. Pope Park is a, is a beautiful facility. They put a lot of time and investment into making sure that it has the amenities that people need. The league has been an exemplary league over the years. You know, it's gone through some, some different changes. We used to have the Akushnet. When I was doing the Big League Dreams article, uh, column in the paper and the South Coast in Action column in the paper, we had the Akushnet Youth Athletic Association 
we had the Fairhaven Little League. They eventually combined into one, which apparently was 11 years ago this year because they posted a, a screenshot of my, my story when that happened. I guess it was front page news. And that has now become Fairhaven Akushnet Youth Baseball. And so you've got two leagues that had a long history of, of just being very well run, very well managed, great coaches, great kids coming together. And now they have one league here and kids like this have to go and ruin it for everybody else. It's just, it's a shame. So I'm going to have a story up about it later, but you can see the photos at the Fairhaven Akushnet Youth Baseball uh, Facebook page. And then this also came up, too, because I was reading. Jack's going to talk with us. Jack Blaine's going to talk with us on Monday more in depth about the column that he has up at newbedfordlight.org right now, which when he was talking about Dias Field and the need to improve Dias Field, the question came up. It came up here in our app chat, and he got some emails about it. Folks wanted to know why was it called Dias Field? Who's it named after? What's the history of that field? Jack wrote a great piece that talks about the history of that field, how it came to be, how it came to be known as Dias Field and what the future plans for it are. And one of the things that might be lost on you, and I don't think Jack really, you know, knew about all this and I don't think he dove into it, but we can talk about it on Monday. It started, those fields originally started over there for the Brick and Wood Little League. And people ask the question all the time, why do these baseball leagues call themselves youth baseball and not little league? And there's a reason for that. Back in the, in the old days, you could call it little league without an issue. But then little league of America became an actual organization. And you had to charter with them to call your league little league. So unless you were part of the little league organization, you couldn't use that name. And if you were going to be part of that organization, that meant that you had to follow their rules. And a lot of baseball organizations around here, including ones that were Little League for a long, long time, they didn't want to follow some of those rules. And I forget exactly what some of them were. I think some of them had to do about the distance from the mound to home plate, um, the age of some of the kids that could play in certain divisions. So a lot of folks wanted to govern their own leagues. So they made the move to become youth baseball or athletic association. They cut ties with Little League. Some of them might not have ever had ties with Little League, but they, they went independent. Now, some of them have joined other leagues. So there's the Cal Ripken League. Uh, of course, we have Pony League. Um, there's some other ones, too. So they may be affiliated with those and follow those rules because there is advantages to being part of those greater organizations. They help you with things like registration, building websites, all those kind of things. So you, you do get some assistance by being part of it. But, I mean, here we have, with Fairhaven and Akusha, we have two well-run leagues that came together to become a very excellent well-run league, doing all the right things, and then you've got knucklehead kids like this. That want to go and ruin it for everybody. 508 996 0500. 
Hit us up on App Chat or Open Line on the WBSM app if you want to reach out that way. We're going to take our first break of the hour and be right back. And back to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Good. Uh, so, in regards to these kids, you know, we're, we're in the era today, you know, where social media has a big impact on, you know, the, the popularity and, you know, everything's a big competition with these kids you know who who can be the more popular in school and you know in their neighborhoods at home you know this and that and um i feel like the vandalism now is is becoming more frequent with these kids um you know you, even if they you behaving you know it's you got kids riding up and down the street on these you know bicycles flyers i guess they're called flyers i don't know if you they, they, I think they used to be popular back in the day, you know, in the '80s or whatever, and they're just starting to come back now. But you know, they're these big, big tires on these on these bikes, you know, and they're and they're popping wheelies on Route Six, and they're going in the middle of the streets, and it's 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 insane. But and I, um, I guess that's part of the problem over at Pope Park too, is kids are coming in on bicycles and, and riding at high rates of speed through the park while there's oh, you know yeah, families in there trying to enjoy baseball games. It's crazy, the, 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 you know, and, and a lot of you know, I know New Bedford has a problem with. Um, motorbikes and everything else and um you know uh dirt bikes and quads and atvs and stuff and it's like you know they they it's almost like they forget this they forget about the bicycles these kids are riding like i said up and down main street you know i'll be driving i'll be driving home from work and i'll have to you know dodge 20 kids on the way you know from a cushion at the behave and you know because they're riding in the middle of the street i mean no even no helmets too that these kids aren't even wearing helmets in the middle of the road, it's just, it's it's insane. But, you know, it brings me back to when I was a kid with my brothers, and we used to live over on um, Newton Street and Mill Street right there. There's a church there called um, St. Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to do a, we used to, no, we weren't, we never, we never vandalized the church. But I remember when I was a kid, we used to play, uh, you remember the game Spud? I don't think so. With the, with the tennis ball, you'd throw it up against the wall and then you know oh yeah yeah and whoever catches it misses it you know you get to run to the wall without getting hit mm-hmm. and uh anyways we, were, we used to play that a lot and i i remember when i was a kid i i tossed the ball too high in the air and i knocked the the, the wooden cross off the top of the steeple no oh, geez and <laughs> i don't I, I i'm just gonna say so i don't uh incriminate myself here but i think it was an accident i don't remember me myself doing it on purpose but um, well, the statute of limitations has passed for the law, but not not for <laughs> Jesus. You're, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to answer for that at some point. Yeah, but no, he, he um, oh, we already well, we already did that. The the priest and the you know diocese came down and everything, and they they seen it, and you know the stained some of the stained glass windows had holes in them from my brother and I, you know, we were playing, you know, but it was hey, it was all innocent fun. We weren't doing it on purpose, you know what I mean? And it was just accidents, you know. But they ended up. Long story short, they ended up um, putting a fence in the parking lot. There's a there's a fence, there's a fence, a chain link fence that they put up with a lock and a you know a gate and a lock, and um, they put that in because my brother, you know, my brothers and I, we would just we would just always be in there with our bikes riding around, playing spot on the wall, you know, and they just to a, got to a point where they're like, all right, well, we're gonna put up a chain link fence now, and you know, all the kids in the neighborhood were all ticked off about that, you know, but. Um, but yeah, like I, like I said before, it's just, you know, I, I feel like it all starts at, at the house because at, in the home, cause when I, when I knocked that steeple off that, off that church, my father whooped my butt and my mother too, my, you know, and it was, and, and you know, they were, you know, 
church going Catholics every Sunday, you know, we go right across the street. But yeah, um, but yeah, no, I, I like, like I said, it's just I, I feel like it starts at the home. You know, these kids aren't having the proper discipline at home. You know, and the parents really don't care. You know, and they're letting these kids run like vandals. You know, all all around the city and the towns and well, just. And I've reached out to the to the police department to see if uh, you know what they're doing about it, and uh, we'll see if we can't make sure that these kids get caught. I got to hold you there, John, just because we got to go yeah, to the news. Right. But thank yeah, you for the I'll call. And uh, when, when we come back, I'll tell you about where uh, where I used to ride my bike and sneak into when when I was a kid. Which I hope the statute of limitations has run out on that too, because. This was you'll you'll enjoy it, Kate, when we come back. Anyway, let's go now into the newsroom with Kate Robinson. BBC News reports survivors from a fishing boat that sank off southern Greece this week say up to 100 children may have been aboard. At least 78 people have already been confirmed dead in the disaster, with hundreds more feared missing. A major search is ongoing for possible survivors. More than 100 survivors have been rescued so far. Greece declared three days of mourning and politicians suspended campaigning for a general election on June 25th. The tragedy has focused attention on efforts by the European Union to crack down on illegal migration using bilateral agreements with nearby countries. There is new reporting that former President Trump rejected a possible settlement with the Justice Department to avoid an indictment in the classified documents probe. The Washington Post says one of Trump's attorneys wanted to quietly negotiate a deal in the case, but that Trump was not interested after hearing advice from other attorneys who suggested fighting prosecution. North Korea has test-fired a ballistic missile off its east coast hours after South Korean and U.S. troops ended a fifth round of large-scale live-fire drills near the Korea's heavily fortified border. The North Korean launch its first is its first since it failed in an attempt to put its first spy satellite into orbit in late May. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff says the launch occurred Thursday evening, but gave no further details. The launch came after North Korea's military vowed an unspecified response to the South Korean-U.S. drills earlier Thursday. A record high number of Americans say they think first-trimester abortion should be legal. Mark Mayfield reports. A new Gallup poll says 69% of U.S. adults believe abortion care should be available in the first trimester. Support for access during the second and third trimesters also reached all-time highs at 37 and 22% respectively. But they're close to evenly split when asked about whether abortion should be legal in most cases or just a few. 49% said it should be legal under a select few circumstances or completely illegal. And 47% said it should be available under most or all circumstances. I'm Mark Mayfield. The Federal Reserve's decision to pause interest rate hikes for at least a month isn't surprising to a Midwest economist. Creighton University economist Ernie Goss says the Fed's pause will give it some time to see if 10 consecutive interest rate hikes are doing their job in slowing inflation. No economist is surprised at this announcement. It was widely anticipated, probably 90 to 100 percent of economists expected no change in rates at this meeting. Goss believes, as the Fed has indicated, that there will be two more interest rate hikes again this year. 
veterans suffering from PTSD would have access to experimental drug treatment under legislation promoted by a Texas Republican. The bill would create a $75 million federal grant program to support research into magic mushrooms and ecstasy. Some psychologists believe there's compelling evidence that both drugs could be effective in treating depression and anxiety. The Marine vet seen on video using a deadly subway chokehold in New York City is now indicted by a Manhattan grand jury. Scott Pringle reports. Details of the indictment not yet revealed, but reports indicate it's second-degree manslaughter. The charge that Daniel Penny was arrested on. Now Penny says he used the deadly chokehold on Jordan Neely back on May 1st to protect subway riders and himself. The three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you. I'm prepared to go to jail for life. And I'm willing to die. But Neely's family attorney accuses Penny of acting with indifference, saying he didn't care about Jordan Neely and that Neely did not attack anyone. Scott Pringle, NBC News Radio, New York. Washington lawmakers are introducing a new bill to protect TikTok user information. Six senators and two members of the House of Representatives say the Chinese-owned app poses serious security risks to the data of Americans. The senators say the bill introduced Wednesday would stop the app from sending personal information to China. This year's Hajj is a landmark, the first full pilgrimage after a daunting period of three years when the COVID-19 pandemic sharply reduced the scale of one of Islam's holiest rites. Millions of Muslims from around the world will start converging next week on Mecca in Saudi Arabia to begin several days of rituals. A Utah man is being accused of hitting nearly 140 miles an hour on his motorcycle after he allegedly decided not to stop for the highway patrol. Troopers say the man was speeding on a two-lane road north of Salt Lake City when they tried to pull him over. A DPS helicopter reportedly clocked him at 138 miles an hour when he sped off. The 42-year-old man was arrested Wednesday. And the reported discovery of a woman's body near Houston is a false alarm. The Harris County Sheriff's Office had said the body was found in the northeast part of the county and foul play was suspected. But the Sheriff's Office tweeted on Wednesday that the body turned out to be an adult sex doll. In sports, the Red Sox salvaged the series after beating the Colorado Rockies 6-3. Tomorrow they host the Yankees. Now for your local forecast from ABC6. Well, today will be a very nice day. We are looking at a high of 77 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down to 58 degrees with mostly clear skies. And for tomorrow, warming up to about 80 degrees with a low chance of catching a shower or two here in the afternoon. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 61 degrees and mostly sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. It was a funeral home, Kate. That's where I used to ride my bike and, and play as a kid. Okay. Right next, my grandparents lived two doors down from a funeral home. There you go. And so we used to ride our bikes in the back parking lot, mm-hmm. and then we would. There would be days when they would have the garage open where they would park the hearse. And we would, it started off originally as a dare. We would dare each other to run into the garage and open the door and see if we saw any bodies. But then we became friends with the kids that live there. Uh-huh. And so then we would get to go inside and we could go in and they would take us into, Ooh. and they'd say behind that door, because we wouldn't go into that room. Sure. I'm, I'm imagining the family was exactly like on six feet under. 
Did you ever see that? Show? Yeah, but I don't think they were as uh, dysfunctional as okay. them. These well, seem good. like a good family, good okay. kids. All right, let's take a phone call here. 508-996-0500. You're next on W. Oh, okay. Well, they're not next on WBS. No, but we did. We did get an app chat message here from Joey and Kate. I'll, I'll keep you here for a moment if you can. Okay. So this person, Joey in New Bedford, has three points to make regarding the story of Sean O'Connell, the Taunton mayor's daughter going missing from this health care facility, this mm -hmm. wellness facility. Three points to make. One, if this adult was the child of 99% of other families, it would not be getting covered on local media like your channel, which that's not true. We cover missing person stories all the time. Absolutely. If they have local connections or they're believed to be, you know, maybe heading back to the area, we do try to cover that. The reason why you don't see it happen so often is because many times by the time we start writing the article and go to put it out, we see that the person has been found. Absolutely. Or we, we find out they've been found, we take the story down. So then, and then the other part of it is, it is newsworthy because it is a mayor's child. That is, that does make it newsworthy. So That's true, yep. That's part of it too. Uh, number two, she's 18 and according to Massachusetts law, she's an adult and free to do whatever she pleases, which is true unless she has been sectioned. It, it may be that the family has had her put into a facility and that they've gone through the legal means to have her put into that facility, in which case she would not be able to decide for herself that she just wants to leave and come home. Well, and also, in, in theory, by that logic, you wouldn't be able to report any adult family member missing, which is not true. If, say, your husband goes missing, you're allowed to report that, even if your husband, well, hopefully your husband would be an adult, but you still report them missing if they're missing because you want them to be found. And three, disclosing her medical needs or history is a violation of her rights according to HIPAA. No, it's not. And this is a problem that people always, like every time there's anything about people's medical information, you always see all over the Facebook comments, this is a violation of HIPAA. HIPAA does not apply to me talking about your, well, it would in this case because, you know, I work here. But it, it wouldn't apply to me talking about, you know, my father or my mother or my own child's health situation. That would not be covered by HIPAA. HIPAA covers providers uh, from sharing your medical information and employers who have access from that information from sharing it with people. That's a HIPAA violation, not a person who knows your medical history disclosing your, your medical history. And there are no specifics disclosed at all. Nothing about the, you know, the fact that she is on medication is not specific. And they, they usually put that in missing persons because reports. Because it is very important information. So, and again, to be fair, Joey says, you know, I don't agree with these facts, but they are the facts according to the liberal Democrat laws that regulate our state. Go Dems. So, but that's, 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 okay. that's one thing that irks me all the time is like, I'll see people, we'll put anything up with anything medical. This violates HIPAA laws. It, it doesn't. Like, that's not what it is. That's not, we were putting up stories about, you know, because a place might close because someone had COVID and they're like, this, this, this violates HIPAA laws. Well, nobody named the person. Well, that and also it's, I mean, public interest in the public health cannot, you know, you can't violate HIPAA by saying we're concerned about this possibly spreading to people. And, and HIPAA only applies to people who have had to sign the paperwork that said that they will not disclose that information. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's, uh, that's that. So hopefully she's found quickly anyway. So that's, you know, and then uh, if they can get her back home safely or back to the facility safely. All right. We do have to take a break here. We'll be back in a few moments.
Welcome back in. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and get involved in the discussion. Uh, but you might have woken up this morning feeling a little achy, feeling uh, a little stiff in some areas. Maybe maybe your neck uh, giving you a little bit of trouble. Your back doesn't feel right. That's probably because you need a new mattress. You can't sleep on the same mattress for 20-something years like I did. No, you need to go down and see the folks at Worley Beds Factory Outlet in New Bedford because their mattresses are made in New Bedford. That's right. They make them right there on Pope's Island, made in America, made in New Bedford, made here, sold here, handmade by your neighbors and delivered from their factory to your home. That's a legacy that can't be duplicated. They've been doing it for 70 years, and you can actually go in and see them working on the mattresses. You can go in there and take a tour and see Manny hand-sewing mattresses five days a week. And they have all the mattresses that you need. Uh, if you go over there, they've got everything from double-sided flippable mattresses, cooling mattresses designed to maintain a neutral temperature while you sleep, organic mattresses, and always always with that personal Whirly service. So head on over to Whirly Beds on Pope's Island in New Bedford, and they will get you set up to sleep right. All right, we got Kate over in the newsroom. Hi, yes. So we are just learning that there is a very bad rollover crash west of Whites of Westport on Route 6. So anyone heading in that direction, westbound on Route 6 towards Fall River, they've closed that whole side of the road. Wow. So they're so directing traffic. Right around away. the 24 area there. Yep. So, yeah, if you're heading in that direction, you might need to seek an alternate Well, you definitely need to seek an alternate route if they've got to close down. That's right. All right. We'll keep an update on the uh, traffic map and see if we can let you know when that's cleared. But for now, avoid the area. Thank you, Kate. Of course. And, uh, of course, when we are sharing all this information with you, keep in mind that you can always get live traffic information from the WBSM app. So when you're getting ready to head out for the day, if you want to check the, the traffic, if you want to check the weather, it's all right there for you on the app. We make it nice and easy. You just download it from your app store or you can get it from WBSM.com. You put it on your device. You open it up there. You get all of our stories. You can listen to our stream. You can listen to our podcasts. You get all of our breaking news alerts, special contests. But also you have the option there on the side. You'll see the different menu options. One of them is live traffic. So you can open that up and it takes all the GPS you know, coordinates and all that kind of stuff. And it puts right on your phone and lets you know exactly what the real-time traffic is. And it does the same thing for the weather as well. It's some great features that are brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. So if you haven't downloaded the WBSM app, what are you waiting for? Get it on your phone now, and you'll be able to get all of our great options there. I like it because, you know, I like to read, of course, all the stories that we have. But I also like it because when you go to the app, everything is laid out nice and easy. So you don't even have to worry about, you know, trying to find everything, trying to see this, trying to see that. The, the layout of the app is beautiful, and it makes it so easy to get all of that content. But I also like to use it for, I mean, I used to use it for my alarm clock to wake me up in the morning with Phil. Now it wakes me up with, um, what's on at four? I, I just hear it go off and I hear all, I have a symphony of alarms now that go off to wake me up all within like a minute of each other. And you hear it, don't, 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 don't. And I actually had a weird dream the other day. And I think it's because the WBSM app went off with, you know, the talk radio playing over it. And 
it just kind of leaked its way into my dreams because I had a dream that I was in Mar-a-Lago and that there was a young woman in there. There was very crowded, a lot of people, like like a lot of people, like when you're trying to get into, you know, uh, a concert opening and everybody's in the hallway waiting to get in through the doors or something. And so it was a lot of people like that. And this young woman is in there. And for some reason, she had a razor blade and she was like slashing people. And I ran and got the razor blade out of her hands. But then I went and I hid under a staircase somewhere. And then I woke up and I have, you know, good luck trying to dissect that one and what that one means. But my dreams probably go beyond. It's funny because like I'll talk with there's someone here who who is very interested in dreams and their interpretation. So I'll share with her the dreams that I've had. And she's usually very good at figuring out what it means. I don't want to know what that one means. I just kind of want to want to just forget about it all right well we have to take our final break of the hour we'll be back in a few moments okay well it's just about time to go into the newsroom the next hour we can sum it up with two s's swimming and sam cook we're going to be talking right after the news with beth mcdermott of the buzzards bay coalition to talk about the 30th anniversary of the buzzards bay swim and then we'll uh, we'll take some of your calls and we'll have the news. And then after the 8.30 news, we'll be joined by Carla Cook. She is the youngest daughter of the legendary singer Sam Cook. And she will talk with us about her father's legacy in music and how she's keeping it alive with a special performance that will be happening July 1st at the Music Room in West Yarmouth on Cape Cod. A very For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.